0: Take your Bible, turn to 1 John. If you go to the book of Revelation, turn back about 15, 20 pages and you'll be there. 1 John chapter 1, we're going to read verses 4 through 10 together. We'll read this passage responsively. 1 John chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. I'll read verse 4. You join me on verse 5, and we'll alternate through verse 10 that way. 1 John chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. First John chapter 1 verses 4 through 10. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And let's finish on verse 10 together. Ready? If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you what it means to us. Lord, there's no way that this sinner could stand before the rest of these people and help them. I need the Holy Spirit of God to work through me, work through your words, to help each and every individual. God, I pray that you do what I cannot do. And Lord, as Jesus sits at your right hand and he goes to you on my behalf, may I go to your people on your behalf. May we work together as a team. Lord, help us to hear what you have for us today, please, in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Let me start by saying this. Light and darkness play a big role in life. So much of what people do, so much about people's attitudes and their moods are affected by light or darkness. Isn't it amazing? You can have two or three cloudy days and everybody's complaining about how dark it is. Good night. We had rain the other day. You know, that's that's the stuff that falls from the sky every once in a while. Say, "What'd you do, preacher?" I went out and just walked around in it just to get wet. We needed it bad. I heard somebody say, this, uh, it's raining today." and I thought, "Shut up!" <laughs> we need it. Now, uh, I love light. I love brightness. Uh, I love our church auditorium. Our church auditorium's bright. You walk in, and I know we don't have stained glass. I know we don't have windows with curtains. But I can tell you a couple reasons why we don't. When you walk in here, whether it's day or night, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's spring or fall, whether it's cloudy, whether it's rainy or not, the atmosphere in here is constant all the time. I've been in churches, and the clouds would roll by, and the auditorium starts getting dark, and then comes back up, and everybody's going... Then you walk in at night and you're going, who's that up there? Uh, and it's, it's crazy how light affects how people, uh, their moods. And I like something that's consistent. I like the consistency. I love the brightness and the warmth in here uh, of the lighting and things. By the way, too many churches are dark. Are dark. And they wonder why they don't have a good spirit. Uh, God tells us in 1 John chapter 1 verse number 4 he says and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full Now watch this This then So God says in order to have your joy and to have it full this then is the message that God Is light. Now even the lost world associates darkness with evil. Isn't it amazing how much of the and I'm not a fan of the superheroes and all the other garbage. Isn't it amazing though where it talks about so much evil and darkness. The darkness of evil. Your Batman and your Superman and your Spider Man and all the other, and I don't even know who all the other things are, and I don't pay attention to it and don't want to. And if you know, that's fine. I don't care to. But it amazes me that how even the lost world understands that evil and darkness go together. Let me read a verse to you in John chapter 3. You need not turn there right now. But John chapter 3, verse number 19. We know verse 16 quite well, but verse number 19 says, And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Listen to me very carefully here. Look at the places of evil and look how little lighting there is for them. Most of the lighting is on the outside, not the inside. Nightclubs, bars, at least that's what Brother Aaron told me. Uh, I've only been in three bars in my whole life, uh, and I preached in all three of them. Believe it or not, uh, two, while I was in college, one, I did a memorial service in and told them I would be there, took a group from church there, and made them turn all the lights on and quit serving liquor while I was there. They couldn't find all the light switches. They didn't even know where they were to turn them on, and they had to go buy light bulbs. (laughs) But we had it and had a whole bunch of folks saved. Now, I say that to say, look at the entertainment world and how dark everything is. Go to, and I don't suggest you do this, but uh, go to Las Vegas and see all the flashy lights on the outside and the darkness on the inside. I've never been in a casino, but they tell me that most casinos are not well lit on the inside, only the outside. Now, uh, look at the horror movies and the filth and the vile of uh, Hollywood that talks about the dark night. And uh, it is a statistical proof that there are almost five times as many murders committed at night than there is in the daylight. It is substantially different. More evil takes place in the darkness than the day. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. And man thinks that if it's dark, nobody's going to see them. May I say something? Parents, teach your kids to be awake during the daylight hours and sleep during the dark hours. Your children ought not be night owls. Uh, there's nothing good for them after nine, ten o'clock at night anywhere. Unless they're on a sponsored activity by you or the church. Kids don't need to be out on the streets at eleven, twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's where they start getting in trouble. Everybody doing okay? You say, well, I'm a night owl preacher. God bless you. Let your kids learn how to get up with sun. Amen. And these days, that's pretty early. I was at church before 5 o'clock this morning, and it was already starting to get a little bit light out. Uh, Just this week would be the longest period of daylight. It's a fun time of year. If you want to get up before before daylight, you've got to get up real early in the morning. Animals that live in darkness, though man is not an animal, do not believe that man are animals. Animals have more sense than lost man. Amen. Two bulls don't make a cow. Amen. Two roosters don't have eggs. If, if cows and chickens can figure it out, how come supposed intellectual humans can't figure it out? But animals that live in darkness tend to not be able to see in the light. Most of your nocturnal animals do not come out during the day because they can't see in the light. Bats, owls, most of your uh, other creatures, even a possum, you might see them during the daylight hours, but they don't see very well. You say, why? That's why they say blind is a bat. The light actually blinds them because their eyes are set up in such a way to see very in very low light so that when there's very bright light, they, their eyes cannot adjust to it. By the way, that's why the lost world looks at the church and can't see how good it is. That's why unsaved people see us and think we're the nuts ones. Folks, I didn't wake up wondering where I was last night. I didn't throw up when I got up from a hangover. I didn't have to worry about whether I got some disease. And they think we're nuts? You see, they're so used to the darkness... That they're blinded by the light of the truth. The lost world looks at Christianity and says, oh, that's a crutch. No, it's not a crutch. You just don't like the light. The world is as blind as a bat and cannot see because they're so used to darkness. That's what Second Corinthians 4.4 is all about. The Bible says that Satan hath blinded the minds of them that are lost. They are blind and cannot see afar off. And this old world looks at us and says, "You're you're a kook. Well, folks, just because their hair looks like they got in a fight with a weed eater, and then they stopped at the garage and. Had an attack by a pop rivet gun, and they got stuff stuck everywhere. Then they went to the paint shop, and Brother Bob painted up their arms and their back and everything. No, uh, but they and they want to look at us, and their hair's all different colors, and they don't know which bathroom to use, and they think we're weird. I'm not making fun of anybody. I just want you to see things in light of truth. In light of truth. You see, I want you to know and understand and love walking in the light. I've had experiences in the dark. They're not all wonderful. Now, I love to hunt. I love hunting. Amen, Brother Scott? Amen, Brother Larry? But there's sometimes, there's some hair-raising experiences in the woods in the dark. A couple of years ago, I was going turkey hunting real early one morning. I know the farm. I know it quite well. I'd walk back clear to the backfield. I got turkeys, decoys in one hand. I got a gun in the other. I got backpack on. I'm traipsing through there. And all of a sudden, a pack of coyotes start howling, like a 100 yards away, close. I said, "Uh uh-oh. I didn't even bring a flashlight. Then all of a sudden, whatever those coyotes were yipping and howling at started running at me. I can hear it in the in the hayfield going, shh, 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 shh. getting as close as Brother Cross is to me right now, and it's too dark to see what it was. I say, what'd you do? I remembered I had a phone in my pocket that has a light. I got a fleeting, just all that movement, and I just dropped everything but my gun. All of a sudden, things start moving. Okay, hair's up on my neck. I'm thinking, time to be a little bit smarter here. I traipsed cross field, set everything up. I'm going up my tree stand. In that stupid tree, there's a squirrel nest. Well, that stupid squirrel had been out Early that morning, obviously I was delayed a few minutes by other critters. I heard that thing scrambling around the top of my, my stand. I thought, when I get up there, I'll just bang on the tree and it'll jump around and get out of there eventually. I'd climb up my tree stand, get up there, and I reached around the tree to slap on that tree. And when I went like this, guess who I grabbed? That squirrel was sitting right there. I just about went 15 feet backwards. And his toenails were going so fast up that tree, I think I saw sparks. (laughs) Up he went. And I sat down and said, God, that's not funny. Now, wait a minute. There's some exciting experiences in the dark. I get it. I like walking in the light. Now, I'm not afraid of the dark. Never have been, never will be. But may I say something? There's too many people that walk around the face of this earth in the dark. And they don't like the light. They hate the light because the light hurts their eyes because they see themselves as they really are. Let me help you. Number one, the world lives in darkness. This old world lives in darkness. Uh, during the Middle Ages, the 1200s to about the 1600s, it's a period of time called the Dark Ages. Do you know why it was called the Dark Ages? Because the Catholic Church had suppressed the printing of the Word of God, and the Word of God was not known. And that's when men people that's when people started believing the world's flat. That's when science was not provable. Can I tell you something? <laughs> It's because they tried to get rid of the word of God. It was dark because of the spiritual darkness people walked in. And they didn't have the truth, the light of the truth by which to live. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The Bible says this. Hang on here. I'm getting there. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at verse number 14. 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Can I tell you something? The lost world does not want what we have here at Grace Baptist Church, but Grace Baptist Church ought not want what the world has either. Because it's as different as light and darkness, as night and day. God says you can't merge the two and have the darkness of the world in the light of the truth and they both cohabitate. These churches that want to act like the world, sound like the world, be like the world to attract the world are only attracting the world and they're not getting God's attention. Everybody doing okay? Say, preacher, you're mean. I'm just telling you what God said. Don't get mad at the messenger. He said... Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Skip down to verse number 15. And what concourse hath Christ with Belial? Notice Belial is capitalized. That is another name for the devil. Hmm. Or what part hath he with that believeth with an infidel? So God is saying, look, light and dark cannot cohabitate in the same place when I got here before 5 o'clock this morning and this auditorium inside here, it's dark I had to laugh one day I left Mrs. Barnes was here working by herself we have one of those little robot vacuum cleaners that you know runs around and bumps into things and it cleans our auditorium for us because it takes so long to vacuum this auditorium otherwise and we just let it Run all over the place. She didn't know I started it. Every once in a while she heard, bang, hit those doors. She came walking in here. She was ready to do target practice. (laughs) Then she found out it was the vacuum cleaner. She said, preacher, tell me when you're going to do that. Light and darkness. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians 2 verse number 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Folks, if we ever lived in a delusional society, it is today. When I was growing up, it wasn't hard to figure out the difference between a man and a woman. It wasn't hard to figure out between a boy and a girl. It was one of those things you learned early in life. You say, preacher, are you ag- I'm against any sin. But I'm against the, especially right now, the, pol- the politicization of the gender neutrality. Human beings are the only ones dumb enough to believe it. People are not animals. Plumbing determines what you are. That's the nicest way I know how to say it. Somebody sent me a little do-jigger this week or last week or so. It said something about it it was promoting some organic yogurt. And some of these green people or these politically incorrect people were saying, Well, I just think it's misogynistic that all the cows' names are female. Well, sweetie, do me a favor. Go try to milk a bull once. (laughs) You'll find out real fast it doesn't work. They have no sense. They have absolutely no sense. They think the milk automatically just shows up at the grocery store. Oh, hunting is such a bad thing. You're causing animals to be motherless and fatherless. Yeah, What do you think the critters bigger than them are that eat their mothers and fathers do? God made them differently than humans. Animals don't have people feelings. They're not people. And the moment you start worshiping an animal like that, it's idolatry. People are so confused by evil that they don't even know what they are people have more love for a pet than they do obeying god you can kill a spotted owl nest and go to jail you can murder a baby in abortion and it's all right now where is the sense in that darkness brings fear darkness brings sadness darkness brings bitterness darkness brings death Darkness brings sickness. I sit beside people who are dying. The vast majority die at night. If you've ever had children and they're sick, they're sicker at night than they are during the day most of the time. How many times we've said as a parent or uh, two young parents, if you just make it through the night, you'll be okay in the morning. First Thessalonians chapter 5. You need not turn there. The Bible says this. But ye brethren are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for the helmet and the hope of salvation. And God talks about that we are to be the children of light and not to be like those in the darkness of this world. Right. All of this world, not just America, is in a dark and evil place right now. They are living in darkness And they don't want to see in the light. Communism is evil. Let me say that again. Communism is evil. I don't care who's the leader of it at the moment. Communism has always been evil. Communism has brought in evolution as the religion of communism. Communism came about at the same time as evolution and it was their way of explaining away God so that government could replace God. Go do your research. Now watch this. We've replaced God with government. And America is doing the very same thing. Now listen to me very carefully here. (laughs) Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. Look at how many Hollywood movies and things key on darkness and evil. I'm talking about the evil characters that are always in black or dark. Darkness is associated with their name or the movie. Video games are full of darkness. Isn't it amazing how much witchcraft takes place in the dark hours? Look how much of worldly entertainment is in the dark. Why? Because their deeds are evil. So, the world lives in darkness. Did you know, if you open your Bible, people think that is a fairy tale? but they believe evolution is truth. And by the very definition of science, evolution is not science. Science has to be observable and repeatable. No one has ever observed evolution and you cannot repeat it. So by the very own definition of science itself, it cannot be science. I didn't even open the Bible yet. I'm just using science to prove that that's why it was called a theory. It is not a science. Everybody doing okay? So, the world lives in darkness. Number two, God is light. And light is joy. Uh, We were in 1 John chapter 1. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Can I tell you something? God is light. He is the source of all light. And in that there is no darkness at all. Turn to John chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the New Testament. John chapter 8. Look at verse number 12. John chapter 8, verse number 12. The Bible says this. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Can I tell you something? You say, well... Well, what does God have to say about it? Not only did God say God is light, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And that if we follow him, we don't have to stumble around in the darkness of the world. Turn to Revelation chapter 21. Not only is Jesus the light of the world, he one day will be the light of the universe. Revelation chapter 21. Look at verse number 23. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 22. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, Jesus, are the temple of it. And the city had no need of sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Guess what? Jesus is the light of heaven for eternity. Right, sir. We will walk in the glory of his light. I want to show you a verse. Romans chapter number 13. Romans 13. I just about left this out to preach a whole sermon on this, but maybe one day I will. But it was just so appropriate for today, I put it in. Romans chapter 13, look at verse number 12. Romans 13, verse number 12. The night, darkness, Is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day and not rioting and drunkenness, nor in chambering and wantonness, nor in strife and envying. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's light. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. God says that light is an armor. When young people date, they ought not date in the dark by themselves. I don't think they ever ought to date by themselves. Till they say, I do, at the altar. Preacher, you're old fashioned. Yep. Say why? I don't think they ought to be in the dark alone. Things will happen. Why? Because people's deeds are evil. Well, I trust my kids. <laughs> I love you, but you're an idiot. <laughs> so you don't trust your kids? I do now. They're married. They're on their own. That's their problem. Did I trust them? Nope. You say, why? I don't trust myself. Everybody doing okay? You remember what you did when nobody was watching? And you really want to trust your kids? (laughs) Don't start with me, Bob. God says that we are to, that light is an armor. Armor, it is the word stoli. It means literally a, a wrap. We are to wrap ourselves in light. We are to be dressed in light. We're not to be dressed in darkness. Look at the filth of how people dress today, the evil of how people are dressed today. If (laughs) my dad's back there, if my grandma Bush were alive today, she'd be snatching ladies' heads right off their neck. I mean, it would not be a pretty sight, and Grandma was only four foot ten and four foot ten wide. <laughs> God bless her uh, you could You could just about measure Grandma this way or this way, and it was about the same. but I tell you what, you never doubted she was a lady, and boy, did she have things to say about ladies that didn 't dress like a lady well. That's the old fashioned way. Yeah. And back then they knew what a man was and they knew what a woman was. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, we have accepted what the world says our dress should be instead of what God says that it ought to be light and not darkness. You see, <laughs> light will chase away darkness. Darkness never chases away light. If we have the lights on and as long as the power's on, darkness can't come into this room. Because the light always chases away the darkness. You could wait till the cows come home. If the lights are on, it's not going to be dark. Everybody doing okay? Now hang on. God wants us dressed in light, not darkness. He wants us dressed in truth, not evil. Light exposes what was in the darkness or what the darkness was hiding. I almost called Brother Aaron to bring his... He's got a light for hunting that he wears on his head. His wife got him. She got it from a train. (laughs) I've seen Aaron... 500 yards away from me and there's a beam of light about this big around I think it's about three million candlelight. he wears it on his head he's got to walk like this to hold it up I told him once I said turn that stupid thing off you scared everything off for three farms the boogeyman ain't going to get him but he couldn't outrun him that's for sure Light exposes what's in the darkness. I'm just kidding, by the way. Well, I wasn't, but I... uh, Light will protect you from what could be worse. Now, I've walked in enough places unsure that you need a light so that you don't fall down and bust your neck. There's nothing worse than walking through the farm and in the dark you step in a groundhog hole. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You go up to your knee and... These wonderful feelings go throughout your whole body of, you stupid idiot. If you'd have just turned the light on, you wouldn't have had that problem. It was there all the time in light and darkness, but the light would reveal what was there in the darkness. Hang on. Light can protect you from what could be worse. Why do you think you're not supposed to drive at night without your headlights on? Have you ever driven without headlights? That's not fun. Light keeps you from stumbling on what you cannot see. Light keeps you from being afraid. Psalm 27, let me read a few verses out of Psalm 27. You need not turn there. I'll read them from the Bible. Psalm 27, verse number 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 5, for in time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Verse 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He's talking about walking in light. And strength and encouragement and courage itself comes by light, not by darkness. Number three, and I'll finish. Light drives away darkness. Isn't it interesting in Genesis chapter 1, the very opening statements of the word of God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And behold, there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. What was the very first thing God created for man? Light. Light. It was important enough to God that he made light. And he separated light from darkness. He didn't have to make the darkness. The darkness was already there. He chased away the darkness by making light. Boy, that's good stuff. Second Corinthians 6.14, God, we already read. It talked about that we can't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what communion hath light with darkness? You go into a dark room and turn a light on, guess what? Darkness is gone. Darkness is gone. Uh, Turn to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. I'm fixing to wind it up here. So hang on. John chapter 12. Look at verse number 35. John chapter 12. Verse number 35. Yes. Then Jesus said unto them. Yet a little while. Is the light. With you. Walk while ye have light. Lest. Darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in light, that ye might be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed, did hide himself from them. Skip down to verse 46. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Please listen to me for the next few moments. I believe there's a difference in Christianity and religion. Religion is man telling God how God has to accept what man does. Whether that God be or that religion be whatever name you want to attach to it. I don't care if it's Baptist. If man has to do something to merit his own salvation it's religion it's not christianity because my bible says that we are saved not by works of our righteousness which we have done but by the righteousness of jesus christ christianity is when we realize we're all sinners can i tell you something we're all sinners brother scott you're a sinner and everybody knows that Uh, (laughs) we're all sinners And because we're all sinners, we all deserve to die. For the wages of sin is death. Proof we're all sinners, we're all going to die. Not a one of us are going to get out of this thing alive. I had a friend that used to say it this way. Quit worrying about it. You're not going to make it out alive anyway. Quit taking it so serious. Two and a half years ago, I stood right there. My mom's body was right here, and I preached her funeral. I love my mom. I still love my mom. But my mom did not die. Only her body died. She went to heaven. She's more alive now than she's ever been. Trust me. She's taking care of five great grandbabies up there. Actually more than that. But five from my side and a couple from my brother's side. Can I tell you something? She's still alive. She's just not here. Now wait a minute. We're all sinners. We're all going to die. But that death isn't just your body. There's something inside of you called your soul and a spirit, and it's got to go forever somewhere. Your soul and your spirit are eternal. Your body is temporary. My Bible says that one came to Jesus by night named Nicodemus, and he said, what must I do to get to heaven? He said, Jesus said unto him, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Nicodemus said, you mean I got to go back in my mother's stomach and be born? I don't think she's going to like it. And I know I'm not going to like it. He said, no, 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 no. Not a physical birth. Your spirit. When man sinned in the Garden of Eden, his body didn't die immediately. His soul did not die because his soul is his intellect and his personality. That's what allows us to communicate with one another. It was his spirit that died. And you need the Holy Spirit of God to conceive seed in your life to renew the spirit, to bring life to the spirit. And you then get the regeneration or the regeneticizing eternally so that you could live forever. How do we do that? For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Sam, if you could get to heaven by being a good person, and he died and went to hell because he's not as good as you, that's not fair. There's no justice in that. We are not to be the standard of right and wrong, God is. And you would have to be as righteous as Jesus To get to heaven. Even if you could live on this earth without sin, you'd still die and go to hell. What do you mean, preacher? Because it's not just the absence of sin, it's the presence of righteousness. And God says when we get saved, the righteousness of Christ is imputed. It's put on our record. It not only justifies the books, but it takes us above board, and we are saved eternally by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, not by works of righteousness which we have done. So how do we get it? Do we get baptized? Nope, that just gets you wet. Thirty-four years ago next Saturday... My wife and I stood on an altar like or a platform like this in Temperance, Michigan. Her 4 foot 10 pastor, a little Canadian dude, powerhouse, married us. That day, I put a wedding ring, she put a wedding ring on my no, I mean my my finger. If I take that off, am I still married? But that lets everybody else know I'm married. That's all baptism is. It's a picture. It doesn't get anybody saved. It just lets others know what you've done to be saved. The thief on the cross died and went to heaven. This day shalt thou be with me in paradise. He didn't get baptized. Well, they sprinkled him. The word baptize is the Greek word to immerse. Look it up. You can't baptize somebody with a bottle, a cup, or a sprinkler. Doesn't work. He didn't get saved by somebody splashing water in his face. May have woke him up, but it didn't didn't baptize him. See, this lost world is so full of traditions and their own ways. I'm not condemning anybody. But my Bible says he that believeth in us is condemned already. Oh. Oh. He came not to condemn, but to save that which was lost. If we, be, if we live in the light, <laughs> I hate to tell you something. You get saved, you start coming to church, God starts changing your life. It's true. I tell people this all the time. You're not going to have to separate from the wrong things. They'll separate from you. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Once you start talking about God, church, what God's done for you and what God's doing at church, isn't it amazing how fast people go, (laughs) and you wonder why you seem a little lonely at first. It's because they don't want to see in the light. Your family. Your family's not going to totally understand it. Can I tell you why? They're not living in the light. They're living in the darkness. (laughs) Well, you're just a fanatic religionist (laughs) no you're just living in the dark pull your head out of the sand everybody doing okay the the issue is not you the issue is light and because you are showing that light they're going to blame you hang on it's okay Because the more light you show, the more chance they have of seeing the truth in you. And they may get saved. Don't give in to the darkness. Don't give in to turning the light out. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, there's a verse that goes to it that we teach the kids. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Guess what? Maybe we just ought to let the light shine. God is light. Truth is light. And the world is darkness. (laughs) Can I help you? Don't read the news. Don't watch the news so much. It's nothing but darkness. Oh, preacher, everything's just falling apart. Yeah, if you believe the world. I happened to read the last page. Guess what? We win one of these days jesus is going to come back the trump of god shall sound the dead in christ will rise first we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together and meet them in the air and we're going to blow this popsicle stand Amen. they can have their next pandemic and tell everybody we die because of pandemic because uh, they're gonna they <laughs> you just saw the precursor of antichrist we just went through it it's called covid the antichrist It's in place. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming. Here's the question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to show you what the truth and the light of the gospel is.